Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, our purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for his sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to Lose Yourself. I'm Dr. Mike Cunningham, and I'm so glad you could join me for today's program. Well, we're taking a quick pause on our discipleship series because this weekend is a holiday weekend. It's Independence Day, so no doubt there'll be barbecue and blowing up stuff. And that is a good time of year, my friends. One of my favorites. In my home state here, we do it big. The night sky will be certainly illuminated with mass explosions that will probably happen over several different nights. As you get ready to celebrate our nation's independence, I hope that you'll enjoy this time and that you'll be grateful for the men and women who have served, who've not only granted us our physical freedoms, but also who preserve our way of life. This program, though, today is going to talk about the concept of freedom, because in America, it is about doing whatever we want to do, whenever we want to do it, however we want to do it, without any restraint. It's just unbridled happiness, right? Well, I may suggest that it's the contrary. That life can also be a path to misery and bondage. And ironically, surrendering to the gospel is the path to happiness and joy, specifically joy, because again, happiness is circumstantial. Joy is the response that when we are living in the center of God's will, God gives us a joy that transcends our experiences, our moods, and it allows us to live purposefully regardless of our circumstances. For example, I've known people going through the hardest times in their life. I've known people that have been called to extremely difficult mission fields who have never felt more alive or have had more of a sense of purpose. Remember that happiness is when we are trying to fill our own selves up, whereas joy is when God is filling us up with his grace and with his truth and his mercy and his joy that allows us to then be contagious with those around us. And what's really interesting is when we are really exhibiting joy, that is when our friends, our colleagues, our family members take notice. At times, it just seems counterintuitive, and they're looking at us like, why are you so happy? So this Independence Weekend, I want to tell you about the most important freedom you'll ever experience. It's in the book of Galatians, and this freedom is something that cannot be bestowed by a government or society. This is a freedom that not only liberated the oppressed, but informs how we interact with the world around us. See, Galatians 5 emancipates us from the worst ruler we could ever know, ourselves and our sin. Think about it. Who is harder to please than myself? Human beings are self-centered and fickle. We enslave ourselves by chasing people, places, and things to fill that God-sized void in our life. Looking to something bigger and more powerful than ourselves takes our attention off our limitations and our frailties, and it gives our lives a greater purpose. While some turn to politics or causes for this purpose, why not instead turn to the author and perfecter of our faith? He will not only give us the freedom and purpose we need— Faith will also inform our lives and decisions with a gospel worldview. I wanted to give a little bit of background before we jump in. Galatians was called the battle cry of the Protestant Reformation, which took place just over 500 years ago. Martin Luther's study of Galatians informed the conviction 
that salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, plus nothing. And he so loved the book that he said he was married to it. The book has a rebellious tone as Paul warred against Judaizers and Luther railed against the false religion. These men put a flag in the ground in the name of religious freedom. Through recent generation, this book has been called a spiritual Magna Carta or Declaration of Independence from our sin. And so what you're dealing with with the Judaizers is they're dealing with a blend of grace and the Mosaic law. And this is nonsense to Gentiles. When you talk about what's the difference, Mike, between a pagan worldview and a secular worldview, a pagan is just ignorant to spiritual things. They just does not compute. It is absolutely foreign. Versus secular is more of rejection of spiritual things. That's where you get this different blend of a worldview. Pagans are pre-Christian and secular are post-Christians. Both are naturalistic. The Gentiles were pagan and they had no frame of reference for Jewish customs. From an external view, they would be seeing someone trying to use Jewish customs in a secular way, which made no sense. Their attitude was more of an act of conversion to culture more than a conversion to Christianity. And we see this through external actions. As I look at this, I am convicted sometimes on the cultural or worldly ways that I try to maybe pass myself off as more spiritual than I am, when really it is about the grace of Christ. We're jumping in in Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. Verse 5, but by faith we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You are running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. The gospel transforms you from the inside out. That's different than plain old-fashioned moral reformation. Mere Christianity has a chapter called Nice People or New Man. C.S. Lewis says, A world of nice people, content in their own niceness, looking no further, turned away from God, would be as desperately in need of salvation as a miserable world and might even be more difficult to save. For mere improvement is not redemption. Though redemption always improves people, even here and now and will, in the end, improve them to a degree we cannot yet imagine. God became man to turn creatures into sons, not simply to produce better men of the old kind, but to produce a new kind of man. It is not like teaching a horse to jump better and better, but like turning a horse into a winged creature, a whole new kind of being altogether. For example, friends, we are not in some kind of Christian charm school that makes us more presentable and polite. This is about true transformation. Charles Spurgeon said, Free will carried many a soul to hell, but never a soul to heaven. In fact, I've met plenty of atheists who've told me they don't need religion to be a good person. That's not the point. 
So let's talk about what is the gospel. Romans 8.1 says that now there's no condemnation for you who are in Christ Jesus. Also, Romans 4.5 says, and to the one who does not work but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Through faith in Jesus Christ alone and nothing else, you're accepted, not on the level of your surrender or the lack of surrender, the level of your repentance or lack of repentance, the level of your purity or lack of purity. It doesn't merit it a bit. It's a free gift. It comes to you now, and you're completely accepted in God's sight through Jesus Christ. Nothing can separate you, and that, my friend, is the gospel. It's not the strength of the faith that saves you. It's the object of your faith that saves you. Now, let's go back to this pagan audience that they were talking about in Galatians chapter 5. The Judaizers were more interested in an outside-in approach that created cultural Jews more than redeemed believers. Have you ever known someone with no concept of God who begins attending a church? To blend in, perhaps dress differently, speak differently, act differently, there's little life transformation because it's not rooted in grace. This is what I like to call the white-knuckle Christianity, just holding on, making it through. Conversely, have you ever known a believer who faced unimaginable hardships with confidence because they were resting in God's grace? Without the power source, our efforts are futile. So remember, friends, as we're moving through, this reminds me of the three L's, legalism, license, and liberty, that legalism is us trying to save ourselves. We use asceticism, moralism, martyrdom to try to look good on the outside and atone for our sins. But the problem is, without the power of God, we cannot save ourselves. On the other hand, there's Usually the people who are most critical of grace are those who say it's license, uh, antinomialism uh, specifically, where it says it's bondage disguises freedom. The ability to choose which sin will enslave you. This is not freedom. And there's a lot of times there's this view that people want to have a deathbed confession after a wild life. Friend, that wild life is not freedom. In fact, if you've spoken to celebrities or you've seen some of these tragic lives of, of famous people, they'll tell you they were the furthest thing from free. And in so doing, they'd probably do a lot of things over. That American dream is one that is a carefully curated and projected dream of living a life with no responsibility and getting whatever you want. Friends, as a chaplain, I've sat down with people when no one else is looking, seen the empty hollowness in their eyes, and see the regrets. And they would admit somewhere to someone like me that they would have done things differently. But of course, they're going to keep up a brave face in public. But however, liberty is Galatians 5.1. Christ has set us free. License has gone from what began as, as freedom to worship has become the worship of freedom in our culture. And we have to rein that in because there's times that God has called us to discipleship and to maturity and we are to take up our cross daily and follow him. Now, that doesn't sound like freedom, but when we tune our lives to God's standards and when we are living for that purpose, that, my friends, is when we experience the true freedom to live as God created us, to reach our spiritual potential, to be able to be mature believers, 
to become a little bit more like Christ every day of our life, not to exalt ourselves or for our own progression, but to honor and to thank God for all he has done in our life and to point others to the hope and peace that can only be found in Jesus Christ. May our faith call us to a higher standard that serves something greater than our personal impulses and liberates us from sin and selfishness. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you to maybe take some time this Independence Day weekend to pray for our country. I'm reminded of Billy Graham's speech just over 50 years ago in Washington, D.C. In referring to the flag, he just says, it's time to check our stitches. Let's check the stitches of racism that persist in America. Let's check the stitches of poverty that bind some of our countrymen. Let's check the stitches of foreign policy to be sure our objectives and goals are keeping with the American dream. Let's check the stitches of pollution brought on by technology. Let's check the stitches of moral permissiveness that could lead to decadence. Let's even check the stitches of freedom to see if our freedom in America has become license. There are moments where our country needs our prayer. There's an opportunity for us to appreciate the freedoms we experience as Americans, but also the freedom that we experience in Christ. Friends, I hope you have a wonderful Independence Day weekend. As you enjoy your time with family and friends, may you enjoy not only the freedom we've received from those who have served and protect us, but also be grateful for the freedom that Christ offers us from sin and from misery, that if you will reach out to Christ today, he will forgive you, he will change your life, and he will give your life a purpose that will allow you to wake up every day with a sense of freedom and hope. Thank you for joining me today, and I'll see you on the next episode of Lose Yourself. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher, Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.